welcome back. How are we doing? This is the Catalyst of Development podcast, where our purpose is to help you find yours. And our vision, well, our vision is to communicate your potential so clearly that you're inspired to see it in yourself and begin walking in your purpose. This is episode eight. Episode eight, I'm excited for today. Today, we are going to be talking about lessons learned. You know, it reminded me of an old quote. I can't remember who said it, so don't beat me up too bad, right? But the quote goes something along the lines of, people who continually struggle uh, and continually fail never learn from their mistakes. Smart people, well, smart people make a mistake and learn. Wise people, however, wise people learn from the mistakes of others. That's what we're going to focus on today. We're going to focus on becoming wise. We're going to focus on learning from maybe the mistakes, the experiences of others. You know, to be wise, you have to leverage the knowledge, wisdom, experience, and sometimes regrets that other people have. That is what we are going to do today. How are we going to do that? So let's rewind a little bit. Over the past few weeks, I've been visiting a retirement home. I used to take my kids there all the time. A couple reasons. One, because I want to build a, a habit of them giving back to others. I want them to respect their elders. I want them to take care of people who have spent so long taking care of us. And two, I, I want it to really put their lives into perspective. I want them to talk and make relationships so that they can gain experience and knowledge from, from some of the retirees that are there. So I've been going back lately and I've been talking and I'm going to be honest with you, this time I sat down with a handful of them and literally asked one question. The question was, if you could tell the younger generation one thing, one thing, what would it be? And let me tell you, the answers were phenomenal. They were, they were all over the place, right? Just the, the stories that I got, the messages that I got. The, the wisdom and experiences that they were passing down to me, I was like, it, it just clicked. Like I was like, I need to make a podcast out of this. And that's exactly what I did. I took some of what they were saying and developed pretty much a, a top 10 lessons learned, right? And who better to learn lessons from than people who have already lived the majority of their lives, who can look back and tell you, yep, this worked or this didn't work right? Who can tell you, be careful of this and or be careful of that. It was such a humbling experience and I'd be foolish not to pass on some of the things that I've learned from them, you know, and if I'm being honest, I, I wish I would have taken video. I'm not even sure I would have been allowed to take a video of it, uh, but I, I captured it all in my notes. Uh, I kind of broke down my top 10 the best way I thought, you know, obviously just like the previous top 10s we've done, I'm going to start at 10 and, and work our way down to the number one. But the one thing I will tell you, if you ever have an opportunity, whether or not it's a retirement home, a veteran's home or anything, please, please, please spend some time giving back to the generations that came before us and gave so much to us. I promise you, you will walk out of there not only feeling fulfilled, but just the, the sheer appreciation of the knowledge and the wisdom that's been passed along to you. So we're not going to wait any, any longer, man. We're going to, we're going to dive right in. Uh, I will give you the, the names of the phenomenal, amazing people who gave me uh, said lesson. 
we'll, we'll, we'll discuss them a little bit and then, uh, yeah, we'll break them down. So let's dive right in. So the number 10 lesson learned comes from Margaret. Margaret was a ball of, a ball of sunshine, right? She was, she literally smiled. She was outside of Mary, and I'll talk about Mary in a little bit. Margaret was the first one that, that kind of caught my eye when I walked in. Uh, smiling, just happy. Um, and when I sat down, she <laughs> she was like, I was waiting for you to come over here. <laughs> so Margaret, man, Margaret was cool. Uh, but Margaret, the lesson she passed on to me was never stop learning. So the top 10 lesson learned, number 10 from Margaret, never stop learning. She talked to me about traveling. She talked to me about, I need to read more, you know, and, and if she could inspire the younger generation to do one thing, it would be to read more. She kept talking about how big the world was and how sometimes we get so stovepiped and so pigeonholed in our little reality that we forget that there is a huge, vast world out there. She said, you know, when we stop learning, we stop growing, which Margaret was speaking to my heart. I was like, yes, Margaret, yes. Dude, if I could have snuck her out of there and brought her here to tell you this, I would have done that because Margaret got it. Never stop learning. Thank you, Margaret. The number nine lesson learned. This comes from John. John was a little bit ornery, right? John was a little, um, I mean, he wasn't mean to me in any, any sort of way, but you could tell he had a little he had a little bite to him. He was a little rough around the edges. He was the type of person that when you ask a question, he's going to give you a straight no BS answer, right? That was John. So John told me that his number one thing that he would pass on, which is my non, number nine lesson learned, everything is temporary. Everything. He kept emphasizing everything is temporary. He even said, including us. When he was talking to me, he said, Jason, take me for example. I'm probably not going to be around much longer. Everything is temporary. Some things come, they stay for a while and they go. Some things come in really quickly and then they go. He kept telling me, don't sweat the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff. Everything is temporary. Don't get bent around the axle on something that you don't have any control over. John kept speaking this to me and speaking this to me. He had some very colorful language, uh, <laughs> some that I, I won't I won't talk about here on the uh, on the podcast. But his biggest thing was that everything is temporary, and he didn't want people to get so infatuated with one thing or another, whether or not it was good or bad, because eventually it was going to go away. Thank you, John. Our number eight lesson learned comes from Barbara. Barbara sat down, you know, and you could tell on her face, she, she kind of, I think she overheard the questions that I was asking other people. So she, she was ready to go with this one. So Barbara, as soon as I sat down, she was like, you want to know what I would tell him? <laughs> I was, was kind of taken back and I was like, yes, ma'am, I would. Barbara hit me with straight up. She was like, sacrifice now for a better future. And what she did was she kind of got into the story a little bit about her life and about how she wishes she would have sacrificed when sacrificing would have been a little bit easier. Meaning when she settled down and, and had a family and had kids, it became harder for her to sacrifice, right? Because you don't want to sacrifice too much because now you have a husband or a wife 
uh, and kids to worry about. So she was like, sacrifice now for a better future. She said she would have taken more advantage of her, her late teens and early 20s before she settled down. She would have taken more sacrifices. And then she believes it would have helped her a little bit more in the future. Um, and I thought about it. She's probably right. You know, in our 20s, we're ripping and running around and we're, we're blowing money here and blowing money there. And, and some of us get a little bit out of control with it to where we're concerned about money in our 30s, 40s and 50s. But if we would have sacrificed a little bit in our 20s, maybe our 30s, 40s and 50s would have been a little bit more comfortable. So although I, you could hear a little bit of sadness in Barbara's voice, I could truly, truly understand the message she was trying to pass along. So for that, thank you, Barbara. <laughs> no, number seven. Number seven lessons learned. And the reason I'm laughing a little bit is this one comes from Patricia. Uh, Patricia was a no nonsense. Uh, yeah, that, that's probably the best way I could put it, man. Patricia was, was she was straightforward. Um, we ended up smiling and laughing and kind of really connecting. But I'm going to tell you, when I first sat down, I didn't think Patricia wanted to talk to me at all. Like when I sat down, she was kind of like, move it along, boy, move it along, <laughs> right? So I asked Patricia, you know, what's one thing you would want to pass on? And without skipping a beat, she said, life isn't fair. So the number seven lesson learned from Patricia, life is not fair, period. She said, you are going to lose. You are going to lose repeatedly over and over and over again. Life is going to keep continuing to hand you L's. And it is okay because life hands everybody else. She said it isn't fair. There's fairness in opportunity, but not fairness in results. Does that make sense? I'm going to go ahead and say it again. Life isn't fair. There's fairness in opportunity, but not fairness in results. And she kept hitting this home and hitting this home. And she was like, we got into a little bit of the way, the way kind of my generation parents or parented. Um, we got into a little bit of the participation trophies and, and things of that nature. And we kind of talked about how it's not setting kids up for success when they reach adulthood. Because in school, you know, these participation trophies and everybody's a winner. And even if you come in eighth place, you get a ribbon. Life isn't like that, right? Life is not like that. You're not going to come in eighth place in life and get a ribbon, right? You, be, you start adulting. And you start, you know, going out and forging your own path, life's gonna knock you in the mouth from time to time. And Patricia wanted me to pass along that message, you know. So life isn't fair. Thank you, Patricia. The number six lesson learned. This comes from William, right? William was he's kind of easygoing, kind of kind of loose, kind of easy breezy. We laughed and we joked a lot. But the message he wanted me to pass on, the message that he said he wished he could get through to the younger generation, stop worrying about keeping up with the Joneses. Now, you can tell he's old school because we don't really use that saying much more, keeping up with the Joneses. Um, but the second he said it, I knew exactly what he was talking about. He got into a little bit of story about his life and how he was so worried about what other people thought. You know, buying the, 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 the newest car, trying to live in a certain neighborhood or, you know, high school, college, uh, work, retire. You know, that, that's what he, he wanted to do because that's what everybody around him was doing. But he didn't, feel, he didn't feel really fulfilled, you know. And you can tell there was a little bit of not anger or resentment, but 
maybe a little bit of regret in his voice, you know, when I was talking to him. William kept hitting home with me, you know. I, I spent so much time trying to provide myself and my family all these materialistic things that I took a step back one day and I was just like, is this really what, what life's about for me, right? My neighbor got a, a, a new car or my neighbor got... I, <laughs> He used, he used the example of my neighbor got new shutters on their house. And I'm, he's, look, let's be honest, man. I'm not worried about what kind of na- uh, shutters my neighbor got, right? But apparently back in the day, William was. His, his neighbor got new shutters and he remembers walking into the house and telling his wife, I'm going to the store and getting new shutters. And he was like, when I sit back and think about it, man, it was, it was stupid. Like it was dumb, which got me thinking a lot. And I've told people this before, but William kind of really hammered it home for me. We spend so much time spending our money on materialistic things when we really should be spending our time on making memories. We should be spending our money on making memories and not materialistic things. And the reason I say this is because memories never depreciate in value. If you have kids, you can ask your kids what you got them three, four years ago for Christmas. Chances are they're not going to be able to answer you. I don't know. I don't know. You know, but... You can ask your kids where you went on vacation two or three years ago, you know, and, and they'll remember that. They'll remember that vividly, right? Or how you came to their, their recital or something like that. See, those are memories. Those are going to last forever with them, with your relationships, with your spouses. It's memories. They don't depreciate in value. So if you're going to spend money, spend it on creating memories and not on materialistic things. That's what William wants you to know. So thank you, William, for our number six lesson learned. Our number five lesson learned comes from John. John was by far in this list. Oh, and this this is the second John I've talked to. Apparently it was a popular name back in the day, (laughs) right? John by far was the happiest person on this list. He had a smile on his face from the second I walked in. Just sitting there, just a big smile. He was so inviting and so warm and so welcoming that If I'm being honest with you, he was the first person I approached, right? Because a couple of them, a couple of them look kind of mean, right? Not John. He had this huge smile on his face. And when I asked him the question about what he wanted to pass on, didn't skip a beat. It was easy. Matter of fact, he told me it was easy. He said, happiness and positivity is a choice. And then we got into discussing how life was hard. And how life is already difficult. So why do I want to make it more difficult by being so mad and upset at everything? Right? Why do I want to make life even more troublesome by walking around with a sour face? You know, and that's what he kept saying. Stop walking around with a sour face. Stop walking around with a sour face. He was like, your face is beautiful. It's meant to smile. He kept saying that over and over again. Your face is beautiful. You're meant to smile. And then he made a joke. He was like, well, maybe not your face. And I'm like, I'm like dang, John. Why you gotta, why? But that was him. Like, He loved the joke. He loved to smile. And it was just happiness and positivity is a choice. You know, and it got me thinking, he's right. right? Being positive doesn't mean you don't have negative thoughts. Being positive just means you don't let those negative thoughts control your life, right? We've talked about it before, about how in a world that profits off of you not thinking you're good enough or you being unhappy or miserable, 
being happy is a rebellious act. Being happy is a strategy in the world today because the world today overall is negative. Negativity sells. And John understands this. And this hasn't changed. Which is why what he wants to pass on is that happiness and positivity is a choice. Which leads us to the number four lesson learned. The number four lesson learned comes from Dorothy. Dorothy was probably the oldest individual that I talked to. Uh, she was in her upper 90s. And she was... Uh, she was in a wheelchair, had a hard time getting around, had a hard time um, being mobile, even had a hard time talking to me, right? But through our conversations, you know, I asked her, you know, what would you like to pass on? And, and her focus was health. And we got into the story of her life and how she didn't take her health serious enough when she was younger, right? She talked about smoking and drinking and staying up all hours of the night and you know just living her life as she said it right or so she thought that's how she lived and she wasn't worried about exercising or eating right or i guess the big thing um was like yoga and pilates and stuff like she wasn't worried about any of that right and what that caused was her to start becoming sick unfortunately at a pretty early age. She said she started having issues when she was around 50, which really opened my eyes because I'm going to be honest with you, I'm only 10 years away from that. And she said it was, it was, it was hard on her. It was hard on her family. Um, she said she, she's blessed every day that she gets to wake up because she didn't think she'd make it another 40 years, but her life has been difficult from the time she turned 50 because she didn't take her health seriously enough. And that's the one thing she wants to pass on is take your health seriously. And, you know, I talked to her and I was like, so basically what you're telling me to tell everyone is to make time for your health before you have to make time for your sickness. And she was like, that's it. That's the message I want you to pass on. Make time for your health before you're forced to make time for your sickness. I get it, Dorothy. Thank you for that. All right. The number three lesson learned come from by far my favorite person. My favorite person there, this is Mary. Mary, Mary, Mary. I, oh, Mary, I'm going to tell you, if me and Sherry never work out, I'm hooking up with Mary. Mary was awesome. I talked to her for probably the longest time. And when I asked Mary what lesson she wanted me to pass on, it, it, her face lit up. She was like, I want you to pass on exactly what we're doing right now. And I'm like, you want me to tell people to talk? <laughs> right? And she's like, no. I want you to tell people to live in the moment. And I'm going to tell you, like, I got it. As soon as she said it, I was like, yes. Because I want you to think about how our life is. And for me, man, she spoke to me. Because at the time of our conversation, my oldest son was turning 18 in a few days, right? And I, I remember vividly thinking, you know, or getting hit in the face with, holy smokes, I'm about to have an 18-year-old. I remember when he was yay big. I remember when he was on my shoulder. And in the blink of an eye, he's 18. So for her to say that at that point in time really spoke to my heart. 
right? It, it really hit me because we get so we get so involved and so caught up in trying to trying to build a living, trying to make a living that we actually forget to live. Live in the moment. That's what Mary wants you to know. That's what I want you to know. Coming from somebody who now has an adult as a child, life goes by pretty quickly. Slow down and enjoy the moments that you have. Because sooner or later, you're going to realize that all those little moments were in fact the important ones. Thank you, Mary. The number two lesson learned comes from James. James was a family man. He had a couple of his relatives there with him visiting, took time away from them to come talk to me. And I already knew with the way I saw him interacting with his family, that family was going to probably be one of his answers. And it sure was. I asked him what he wanted me to pass on. And he said, look, he was like, this is simple. Family and friends are everything. Not a job, not a title, not the money you make, not the cars you drive or the house you live in. When everything is said and done, your family and friends are what's going to be there for you. And he said, look at me. Do you know what kind of car I used to drive? I was like, no. Do you know what kind of house I used to live in? I was like, no. He was like, you're probably wondering if family and friends are important, why am I living here? And I was like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good question. He was like, because I chose to live here. Because I don't want to burden my family and my friends. Right? I, I know I can be difficult. I know I'm, I, I require a lot of attention. And... I get it here from the nurses and they can continue to live their lives and then they can come visit me just like they're doing right now. And then one of his daughters came over and she was probably about my age, right? And I sat there and I talked to her. Uh, Sarah was her name. Uh, I, I talked to Sarah and James for a little bit and you can just see the connection between them. You can see the love that was there, that he spent a lot of his life nourishing that, that bond between him and his family. And when you sit back and you think about it, the fact that he's in a retirement home and they're there and they're, and they're sharing experiences and laughs and everything like that. When push comes to shove, that's, that's all that's really important. When push comes to shove, that's, that's really what's there for you. And that was really awesome to see in real life right then and there as he is telling me that is important. I saw it through his actions and not just his words. So James... Thank you so much. Thank you for calling Sarah over to come talk to me as well. Uh, the love that she has for you lets me know that you indeed uh, put your family and your friends at the top of your priority list in your life. So thank you for that. Which brings us to Ruth. And Ruth gives us our number one lesson learned. And I, if I would have asked you this at the start of this, eight out of ten of you probably would have guessed this. And Ruth kind of just hit me with it really quick. We didn't talk that long, but she said, do not play it safe. The number one lesson learned is to take risks, period. She said, it is so hard living with regret. And she told me, Jason, if you sit around here and you continue to talk to people and you continue to get to know them, what you will hear them say over and over and over again is what they regret. And she was like, you cannot get rid of that feeling, especially when you're old and you're sitting around in something like a retirement home because it's all you can think about. All you have to do is sit around and think and reflect and 
living with too much regret, she thinks, kind of, I'm going to try to phrase it nicely. It, she thinks it pushes people to an earlier grave than what they would have normally had because the, the weight of that burden is too much on them. She told me about 15 times, go for it, go for it, go for it. I told her about the podcast. I told her about what I was doing. And she was like, go for it, go for it. Like I, I was, she, it was almost like she was my hype man, man. She was cool, right? But she got it. Do not play it safe. That is the number one lesson learned. Take risks. You know, and it, and it got me thinking and it brought me back to the quote, you know, I don't regret the things that I've done. I regret the things I didn't do when I had a chance to do them. And that is what this top 10 list is all about. That is what sitting down at the retirement home and talking with these individuals was all about. Lessons learned. So that's it. There's your top 10. Your top 10 lessons learned. Let's do a quick little recap. Never stop learning. Everything is temporary. Sacrifice now for a better future. Life isn't fair. Stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. Happiness and positivity is a choice. Your health is important. Live in the moment. Family and friends are everything. And finally, number one, don't play it safe. Take the risks. I have to sit here and I have to thank Margaret, John, Barbara, Patricia, William, John, Dorothy, Mary, James, and Sarah, and of course, Ruth for giving us our number one. This was probably one of my favorite podcasts to put together, right? Because this isn't me. This is, this is the people who are going to allow us to be wise, to allow us to learn from some of their mistakes or knowledge or wisdom or experiences. So what's your homework? Well, that's easy. Your homework is to go back, listen to this again, and figure out what you have to work on. You have to sit here and listen to these lessons learned and figure out where you are getting stuck and then make a goal for it. Because what you don't want to do is fast forward 30, 40, 50 years and be having these same conversations, but with regret as an undertone in your voice when you are passing on your lessons learned. I cannot thank them enough. Uh, I cannot thank you enough. You have your homework. You have everything set up. You have everything ready to go. I really hope this was as rewarding for you as it was for me. As always, I want to thank you for allowing me to invest in you. I want to thank you for spending time with me today. And until next time, continue to search for that code to unlock your fullest potential. Be a catalyst, not only for yourself, but for all those around you. Take care.